PDPT episode 47. We're back on a Sunday to recap the Premier League weekend. What's going on? <clears throat> What's up, B? How you doing on this Sunday, man? I am fine. I'm watching the Yankees do Yankee things, um, and I'm good. I'm all right. Uh, draw today. Mm-hmm. Sucked, but I'm not that disappointed about it. I am disappointed, but I'm not like irate about it. Yeah. Um, I knew we were, there's going to be points dropped in this last 10 games. I knew that was going to happen. Uh, we should have closed it out. Arteta was pretty shocking today. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Uh-huh. There's uh, some things that are really annoying me about him, uh-huh. as good as he's been this season. But the fact that he he's kind of he's kind of like banished Tierney from the squad almost. When uh-huh. I think Tierney's a great left back. I don't think you can name me five or six left backs better than him in the league. What? We don't use him enough. It's Zinchenko or bust, basically. And he waited too long. That sub was was Zinchenko was doing nothing, and he's not a good defender. He doesn't make good tackles, Um, and he was slowing down. And that that sub was should have been the first sub around the fifty eighth, sixtieth minute. He waited way too long, and Zinchenko got roasted for that second goal, and then he puts on Tierney. Uh, how Kirior gets on before Tierney, I, I really don't know. Even if you wanted to do the three-back formation, Tierney plays center back for Scotland. He used to play center back for us. Why was that not the left-footed center back to put on? Kirior's played one fucking game for us, and he was a disgrace. Uh, and then he had another substitution in the 90th minute. It was his Mohamed Elneny cameo. Um, grand open, grand closing. He came on the pitch. Bars. At home, and then the, the game ended. So it was – he's pretty much been – done nothing in our squad. And to put him on at Anfield was mind-boggling. Um, I didn't I didn't like that second half at all. What? That was terrible. All right, so just a kind of quick recap and let it all out. Let it all two, out. 2-2, two, two, by the way, okay, yeah. uh, anybody two, didn't see. 2-2 two, two draw, Arsenal, Liverpool at Anfield. Um, great from a neutral's perspective. Obviously, this is an opportunity. And if you can't hear it, I am speaking with a grin on my voice, on my face right now. If I sound like Pablo Torre. <laughs> oh, God, I hate that guy. I like him, but his voice is very annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. But I, if you listen to the Levitar show, they get it right with kind of how he does the introductions and the endings. And mm-hmm. and on next episode, I'm gonna have somebody I've been friends with since I was eight years old. You're gonna want to tune in. It's like just really just cheesy or whatever. Um. So yeah, two two. I, I thought it was a really entertaining game. Uh, from oh, yeah, both that's for sure. From both ends. I could see some huge disappointment. And if you want to get right into this game, we can. Um, oh, yeah, I, we are. We we're, both we're predicted. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're, we're, we predicted Arsenal win. I had 3-2 Arsenal. You had 3-1 Arsenal. Um, highlight over weekend. I don't want to get too far into it because the scores are, are incredible. While Arsenal had a bad weekend, my Lord, you were damn near seeing the Matrix this weekend. So... Uh, and I thought I was going to get the 3-1 as well. Yeah, you. <laughs> there was a great opportunity for you to do it. I was going to be super pissed off. Um, but yeah, no. So back to the game. You challenged me. I'm, I'm about three left backs in. Uh, six left backs that are better than Tierney. So far, I have Nathan Ake. I do rate Robertson and Chilwell. 
Those are the yeah, only three I that like I think. Chilwell a lot. I think yeah. Chilwell's one of the only players that I like on Chelsea. So yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> but it, I'm finding difficulty. Not, the yeah, the, the point is we can no, probably find six, but you're probably not finding seven and eight. So no, it's a it's a point. It's a valid <clears throat> point. I, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with the premise um, with the limited time that you've seen him, but also some of the time that you've if you've watched the league before and you watch ball, I think proper ball knowledge tells you tyranny is a player. Like he's a he's a player. You can't can't dispute it. Um oh man, where do I start, Brian? Uh so what what time did that left footed center back come on that you didn't that you don't rate? Seventy fifth minute, I think. It was what early seventy fifth minute, right? And between seventy five and eighty. Okay. And is that his first play it's, in the it's his second Premier League appearance, like I said, his first one was very Muhammad El Neni esque, where he came wow. on in this extra time and pretty the much they did it just to, hey, here's our new signing, guys. How you doing? Yeah. That's tough. That's tough. So essentially, he's never played in the Prem, basically. Wow. Okay. That's tough. That's tough. Um, that's what I'm saying. And they put him on before Tierney. Any particular errors since he came on that led to goals or something that. Not really, but yeah. I just don't understand it. No, I, I don't disagree. Put him on for Odegaard. <laughs> So if they give up the goal and you lose a little bit of attacking, um, it it was weird. I don't really, I still don't really get what that was about. Man, this Andy Robertson early on in the game, scoundrel for not finishing the opportunity. Um, Martinelli, Virgil van Dyke tapped right back to Martinelli for uh, Arsenal, Arsenal's first goal. Um, Not a dominating performance. I thought it was sloppy on both ends. Um, mm-hmm. I thought the passing, I will say the aggressiveness, I think I said it best in a text to you, the, aggressive, the, the aggressiveness of Arsenal in the midfield every time they lost the ball to trap the ball with at least two guys around them, get the ball back and retain it was just mind-boggling to me how Liverpool were so butt-cheek bent over to Arsenal for the majority of that first half, I thought. Um, there were opportunities. Liverpool showed some life. Um, the be- It was beautiful movement and passing for that second goal, or the for the first goal that uh, uh, Liverpool had. Um, I was impressed with that. Uh, but before even going into that, man, I've been disappointed with with Trent Alexander-Arnold. I still don't know what to make of him in, after this game because he had a beautiful He's great going forward. He's got nothing defensively. I think the, that narrative stays the same. It stays the same. It stays the same. Yeah, he's exactly right. I, I, overall, <laughs> my premise on him is just I'm still triggered and bothered by how he plays. Mohamed Salah, I thought your first – uh, uh, touches today were absolutely shambolic. The missed goal was, at, or the missed pen was absolutely shambolic. You have to, you have to, have to, have you to hit the target. Ha- have to hit that. You've got to hit that at home. I don't fucking understand. That was just so bad for me. I'm watching that game with my family, and all of us were like, "What are you doing? Like, it's almost criminal. Like, that's got to get looked into, my guy. What are you doing at home?" That's that's just uh, there's what is going on with you? So, um, Liverpool, this is I don't want to sound like a know it all here, and I don't want to make this sound like I'm going to the city thing immediately pointing at the Arsenal. I think Tim Howard had had the preface this as well when he was talking about it. He kept trying to say, I don't want to make this about city, but when you're on a championship run, this is how you have to compare it to. This is why. What have I been crediting Arsenal for all year from an aggressive offensive standpoint? It's the back and forth, back and forth. The notion that you guys can just get up in someone's ass and then just go down and attack and try to score. And this is where 
for all of the struggles and all of the bitching that I've done about my own manager, Pep, being a guy where we've done the league bad going 100 points and putting seven, you know, six goals on people's heads consistently to now where we're winning games sometimes coming into the year. Now we're kind of on another level of explosive, which is something I think Pep is doing masterful, which is a blend of the two, what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to say is it's a comparison of now dominating a game, squeezing out the opponent, and getting the goals, and eventually at the end of the line, you're like, yeah, you beat them four to one, guys. You route them, but yeah, if you watch the game, we squeezed it out. We we dominated possession and moved things. I told you the possession was going to be important last week. I told you the possession, if for me, was for for you to to win this game. And I know you argue it's it's back and forth and and what it could be. As I I don't even know what it is yet. As I'm scrounging to look for it now. Um, for me, it, it, it's a thing 45 to look at that. Liverpool had 55% possession had more and, in the last game. And so 59% that, so wild. it's almost 60, 40. Yeah. That, that's, that's kind of wild <laughs> to me to think about that's, that even makes me think from a Liverpool side, you should be really disappointed that you didn't win the game even more. We should have lost. They should have won. Yeah. Yeah. If Liverpool, yeah, scoundrels, but this is where I think the evolution of winning that Miguel has not learned yet, which is sometimes when you are better than the opponent and you can go up 2-0, slow it, not necessarily slow it down, but control it more. Take Dominate the ball on the attacking third and learn how to hold it there and learn how to strategically move. I don't move. know why we didn't do that. We snapped but, back. But, but, and this is where I will tell you, this is a growth spurt. This is not something to where first it was the low blocks. First, we talked about, I don't know, getting past those teams where we know they're going to come in and, and, and just completely put 10 in the box as much as possible and just fucking defend and just do everything that they can. You, you get past that with the creativity and the movement and the speed and the constant attacking. Eventually, the tree falls down when you keep chopping. But this, this is completely different because this is a team that is okay with the runs. Can you, as still the superior opponent, dominate a team that wants to run with you? It's learning how to win in different ways. And this is where I say, and you got the title of the pod, levels. There are levels to this shit, man. This is where you got to learn how to win differently. And Arsenal, I think, played right into that. Klopp was dumbfounded. Mikel had him on the ropes at Anfield 2-0. The third was knocking. Opportunities were there. And you just let them get a goal right before the half on beautiful movement. Did you see when Klopp thought Masala hit the penalty and did a fist pump? He's a that fucking clown. Dude, that guy, I still think he's got to go. I still, I, I, This team is just not all there. And this is fool's gold today because they're going to drop points later in the year. They're not – I mean, I don't – when can you wake up, Liverpool? When can you wake up? Because honestly, you really should be disappointed today. But but I think the story really should be, because they've been the highlight of all year, Arsenal not realizing how they can win differently and needing to do it. Sinchenko knew. We saw screenshots of him on the sideline when he got pulled. When he, The last play he had was literally the nutmeg that, from Trent and the goal that got scored to tie it. Zinni gets it. He's been there in his winning ways. 
we talked about it in texting at the first half, pretty much. The Gabriel Jesus ability, the leadership, pulling Granite out, Granite kind of getting into it with a few players, scoundrels, Liverpool talking, yapping that shit. There's a video out right now of the referee sending an elbow to Robertson's face. Disgraceful. So much shit's going on. So much action's going on. At the end of the day, you got to hold on and maintain the win. And there are, they were not enough Sinchenko and Gabriel Jesus's on the pitch to keep the mind right. Even Gabriel Jesus lost it and got when he got injured, got pulled off, and he was getting trainers off of him and teammates, you know, don't touch me, and then talking that yap in, in uh, Portuguese to some of his compatriots, you know, over there on, on Liverpool as well. Fabinho's Brazilian, Firmino's Brazilian, Allison's uh, uh, Brazilian. You got a lot of Brazilians on that squad, and they know one another, and they talk that shit to one another. And sometimes it gets to the point to where they escalate, and – you got to keep your cool, man. You got to keep your cool. And I just, I've said it all year, especially when you guys have been winning it and, and looking good and being on top. If you can win it out and do a top five record and great top five greatest season of all time, it ain't about a damn thing that City, Pool, United, Chelsea, it ain't about anything that any of us do. You've had a great superior season. Everyone tip your cap and just give it to them. But if you drop points like you just did today, then we will see what everything is really about. The game in hand matters so fucking much now. You're going to have two games in hand soon, too, because you have FA Cup next weekend. Two weekends. Yeah. But let's let's backtrack a little bit because we went up 2 nothing early. I thought we were playing really good in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, even though Robertson had a good chance, and then there was another good chance after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought holding was good, but the problem is he has no recovery pace, and Liverpool knew that, so they were dragging Ben White out, and mm-hmm. they were just they were just putting pace in that spot because holding just doesn't have the pace. Um, but he is very good at winning headers. Uh, he did that all game long. So, I mean, props to him. Um, I thought he was fine. I thought, you know, we need Saliba back, especially for the Man City game, which – but. Two and a half weeks, I'm sure he will be back. Mm-hmm. I don't care about having him back for West Ham or Southampton. We should yeah. win those games with or without him. Um, but, yeah, I, for me, for me, this game really changed when Xhaka decided to elbow uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. The crowd was absolutely dead. And oh. this was just like last year when it was 0-0 at about the 40th minute, and this was almost at the exact same time. So – at the 40th minute last year, Klopp and Arteta gets into it at Anfield, and they get a goal before halftime. The crowd gets wild. They get a goal before halftime, and then they end up slapping us 4-0. This was the same exact thing. Xhaka stupidly pushes Alexander. Alexander retaliates, and the crowd gets back into the game. And soon after that, immediately after that, they score a goal. I think Xhaka... Being the veteran, he's got to know better than that. That's a mistake that Martinelli or somebody like that should be making, not Xhaka. No. And I thought that was the game changer, just like it was last year at Anfield. We let them back in the game. We woke up the crowd. There was no need to do that. You don't wake up the crowd. And I thought that was very naive from Xhaka. And they score after that. And they were they were once you get that goal, they're back in it. The crowd's back in it because now it's just another goal away. And I thought that was stupid from him. I really did. Um, 
yeah, so that was a big that was a big big issue for me, and I thought it was just a poor game from him overall. And this goes back to January for me because okay, we got Jorginho and he's had a couple good moments, but obviously Arteta doesn't really trust Jorginho because Xhaka should have been also taken off, but he doesn't trust Vieira, he doesn't trust Smith Rowe because of his fitness, and he doesn't trust Jorginho. So again, we're too reliant on two midfielders. Yeah, we should have gotten another midfielder. Having two midfielders all season and not having another one that you could change it up, we were, we were losing the midfield battle in the second half, and we needed somebody that Arteta could trust, and we didn't have it. He didn't trust anybody. And, yeah, I was just – that's why I said we needed a midfielder in January, and that's that's also the levels. Yeah. City can make a change and not lose much. We still, because of Arteta, I still think Tierney is a great sub. He just doesn't rate him. And I think I, that's one thing about Arteta I don't like. When he doesn't rate a player, he kind of banishes them. But you have to use what you have. Tierney is a good player. Facts. He's a good player. And if you were going to sit back in the second half, then put on the better defensive player. Tierney is a good defender. And he's, and he's solid going forward. So if you were going to sit back in the second half, why is Zinchenko being, being told to defend? Mm-hmm. The way Zinchenko is good in defense is he dominates the ball on offense mm-hmm. to the point where he doesn't have to get – he doesn't have to really worry about defending. That's how Zinchenko's good on defense. Play offense. Right. Sometimes the best defense is a good offense. Right. But we didn't do that. We sat back. So I thought it was just frustrating all around. I think we should have lost. So I'm okay with the point. But, you know, this is why I said the other day, we can draw at Anfield, which is an okay result. You guys lost at Anfield. Man, United got slapped 7-0 in Anfield. You know, they've only lost one game this season. A draw is not a bad result at Anfield. If we look at 2-0 up, it's probably a bad result. But I'm saying overall, we could draw at Anfield and then lose to City, and then you guys win the league. So there's fine margins here. And, you know, it, it the narratives are funny because I keep hearing Arsenal, if they lose it from here, they bottle it. Okay. But you guys also said in the beginning, you don't think Arsenal will win because of the experience. How do you get experience by going through it by going? And this is what we're doing now. Our inexperience showed today. So you got to stick to the same narrative saying we would bottle it from here. That's so fucking lazy for me. Drawing an Anfield and losing at the Etihad is not a bottling. It's not. If, if, if Manchester city went out, how is that a bottling? No team in this league has had over six wins in a row that Arsenal did that. So for City to win this, they would have to win every game out. It hasn't been done in the Prem all year. So We're on a seven-game winning streak right now. Okay, so you tied us for the longest streak because we had seven. Um, So, But that's what I'm saying. So so the the thing that hasn't been done all year has to – we have to basically win out at this point. We can draw against you guys, okay? But we have St. James. We know we don't match up well against Newcastle. We know we don't. We got to go there. On the road, that's a tough game. Let, let, let's talk about the agreements. I agree right there with the first premise, right there. What you just said, you have to win out. I mean, to, to say you don't have to win out, I think is just kind of silly. I mean, obviously with the schedule in hand. Um, so we have to do something we haven't done all year, as as good as we've been. That's what I'm saying. That's that's what you're telling us to do. We haven't done it all year, and you've been saying how good we are. Yet we have to win out to do it. So that's that's like, and this is right. Like I said. Nobody picked us to win in October because we were inexperienced and our inexperience would show at the end. 
Yeah, now, October's early. So hey let's, guys, let's... now you have to win out and do something you've never done. And meanwhile, you got St. James and Etihad coming up. And that was after Anfield. <laughs> so it's like we can't have lazy narratives. I mean, the Twitter I, I trolls are gonna be Twitter trolls. So let them disagree. bottlers. I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying. I, I think the conversation's different in October as in, in comparison to now. I think when you what's the largest margin that you guys have had? What is it, like eight or nine? I mean, I think it was double digits that was flirting with like 12 at one point, right? Um, but I mean, we're, we're, we're going into single digits. Everyone's damn near got single digit games left. Nine I mean, games. That's a lot of games. That's that, a lot that's, of games. That's a quarter of the season. <laughs> that, I, I think. That's a quarter of the season. Let's put this in perspective. If this was the NBA, this would be 20 games. Yes. So for three quarters of the season, you have been the outright favorite. You've played the most consistent, best. I ball. don't think we've been the favorite the whole season. There's been City have been odds on favorite at a lot of points in the season. Okay, so if you want to play with that, that's fine. I yeah, because you can say Vegas odds have gone back and forth. I agree, it has. Because yeah, we looked early, good, or but you have been the most consistent. The best offensively, you've got the most spread out scoring. The lineup has probably been one of the most consistent in all of the Prem. Um, yeah, I think it's fair to say that you've been the best team in the league so far. So when you've dominated it for three quarters, 75% of the, of the season so far, and we're going into the last quarter, if you, in my opinion, in that scenario, if you do not win, barring knock on wood, any sort of injuries from any particular players, I find it hard to believe that that's not a bottle, man. How's it I, not though? But you, you're you're saying if if our games, but if we're coming in the season, what are Arsenal's toughest games on the schedule? Pick five of them. The toughest games for Arsenal, like throughout the season. Yeah, if we're just coming in the season, yeah, and you're looking at this, looking at this, looking at this. All right, so I was getting back to it, and I was what my point was. If you're just saying ten games, but if you're looking at the season, if I'm looking at the season, this is this was my always my toughest games on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Probably Chelsea, but we know Chelsea suck, so yeah, that's yeah, off yeah. the table. Yeah. Um. Tottenham, I think you'd say that's a rivalry. Tottenham right? away was yeah. one of our toughest games. Okay, yeah. but my my other three games would be United away. We have that out of the, out of the way. Anfield, Etihad, and then you could throw now back in December. I would have said Newcastle away. So three of our toughest games are in that last run of the season. Mm-hmm. Of the season, so it's not like if we had. I think your schedule is way easier than ours. That's that's another problem for me, because your toughest game is Brighton Brighton away, yeah. and Brentford away, and Ivan Tony might be suspended because his trial's coming up. So, Take if you're six. looking at, wow, at yeah. like that, you have to put everything into context. Three of our toughest games of the year are are coming up. We've already got one out of the way, okay? Mm-hmm. But prior to this, we would say Anfield, Etihad, St James are three of our toughest games of the season. And they're all coming up now. So if we had those games out of the way, 
I think I think you can definitely say that. If we had your schedule, you could definitely say that. But we have a way tougher schedule, and you guys are on fire right now. Am I lame to say that this is why you fight for a title? Winning those games is why you win it. Yeah, all of course. The teams, and all the we'll teams, talk about that when we get to it. All the I'm teams just saying, that you just listed. What were the results the first time you played them? We didn't beat Newcastle. We didn't beat City. That's my point. At home. Okay, so so that's my point. So let me ask you a retrospective question: Are you giving me the 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 argument that it was too early to talk title talk for Arsenal? Yes, uh, of course. Of course it was. Hmm. But you have to believe in your team. But And you know, I have been reluctant to say it. I've said it maybe well, twice. Very reluctant. I've said we can. Too reluctant for me. And we said I said we can win it, but there's a difference between I can and I will. I've never said we're winning for sure. We're definitely winning. I've never said that. I've said I think we can win the title at a couple times in this podcast. Yeah. But I know what City do. I just I know it. I watch the league. You know, I'm up 7:30 every weekend watching the league. I do this every year. Yeah. I love weekends for this. Yeah. I know what City do. And there was points where it looked like they weren't going to have this run, but guess what, guys? Knock knock, they're having this run. So, for me, listen. I'm proud of Arsenal. We've made huge leaps to even be in this position is amazing. And we can still win it. Don't get me wrong, but if we lose it, I'm not I'm not calling this team bottlers, which I've done before, because it's a tall task. And this is it. This is the youngest team in the Premier League. I think maybe Brighton's slightly younger. But we're inexperienced. We still are, you know? No. We need a couple more players. Like I said, there's a difference between Rob Holden going down and you guys have a man named Laporte to step in when Diaz goes down. Yeah. When Saliba goes down, we have Rob Holding. The level between Laporte and Holding is is a, is a big gap. It's sure. a huge gap. So sure. there's levels. And mm-hmm. we could still win it, for sure. But I think right now, City are the favorites because it's in their hands. Because all they have to do is win their game at the Etihad. That's a huge game. Now, you have to win your other games, too. But if you're looking at it, schedule for schedule... Ours is a lot tougher. Yeah. If you're grading the schedules, City schedule is like a four out of ten, and Arsenal is like a seven. Yeah. In in, in terms of difficulty. Yeah, I'd agree. that's my point. We have to we have to look at things contextually. Um, like I said, the Twitter trolls are going to be the Twitter trolls, and if you want to call it a bottle when it's all said and done, listen. If we lose to Brighton and Chelsea at home, then yeah, it's a bottle. But my point is, if we just lose to you, to me, that's not a bottle. To me. You, you drew at Anfield, which everybody – which for most teams, that's a great result because nobody does. Judges hit a home run, by the way. Love it. Yeah. and um, Mixed loss to the base. Going at Anfield and losing at the Etihad is not a bottling. So if it happens like that, you just got to say, hey, City are a monster, and they acted like a monster and took the title. <laughs> yeah. That's my point with this. But well, okay, I mean, it's it gonna be be. interesting. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm not going to be that person that's going to fucking sit here and cry if we lose. I'm enjoying this. This is what it's all about, guys. Right. And only one team can win at the end of the day. So someone's going to be disappointed, but you have to you have to enjoy it. And I'm starting to enjoy this this run. I think it's I think we've overachieved 100%. And I oh, think yeah. people are saying, "Oh, this is the best opportunity for Arsenal." 
It won't be like this next year. I disagree. I think I think this is this is the first. This is us walking through the door. We're gonna stay in this in this position for a while. There's no yeah. reason to think we're not. We have a young manager. We have a great young team that are all signing new contracts. Yeah, and we have money to spend this summer. So yeah. fuck that narrative. That's a bullshit narrative. Yeah. No, no, I I completely agree. You've definitely overachieved. Uh, um, it's it's this this I want this to be I want this conversation to be remembered about the chase and how fun it is. When should we continue to go down the path and City do win their games and handle? Even if I could see us honestly drawing, um, you can draw at Brighton. Uh, or I'm just saying, against, I'm, I'm worried about Arsenal. I, 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 yeah. I mean, now now that Liverpool puts you in a situation where every game now matters, I think it even tightens up. The pressure is we've seen the bounce back from from Arsenal all year. I'm yeah. very curious whoever they have next. Good fucking luck. So What's that, yeah, good noise. Oh Hello. my god, how you doing, boys? Scoundrel is about to get five on his head. I wouldn't be surprised. So, um, it's gonna be. Very tight. We're going to see how it goes, and we're going to see how pressure continues to react for the teams that come in against a team like Arsenal, um, who still are number one in the league right now. Game in hand, whatever's going on, it doesn't matter. They're still number one. Um, We still have to catch them. I still think more needs to be done. Um, I still have the fear of losing to you at home. Um, Right now, truthfully, as great as it is, I've already been on Bayern Munich uh, watch. So. That's kind you of guys the, have the, four games coming up. Yeah. And then you guys only have one league game. And then your next league game is us because you guys have uh, FA Cup, Champions League. Mm-hmm. While that FA Cup game might not, you know, it's Sheffield. You just never know. It's a semifinal. No, For no, them, no, that's, everything. that's everything. That's everything. That's their season. That's their fucking season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they want to get promoted. But playing in an FA Cup semifinal when you're in the championship – We've seen crazy things happen. Hell, we, we saw a year where Hull almost beat Arsenal in the FA Cup final. Uh-huh. I mean, they went up 2 one, two nothing against us. So yeah. that's not, it's, everybody's just saying that game, oh, that's easy for City. It might be, but it also, would you be surprised if you're like, damn, we, we barely got out of that game? I wouldn't. We lost because, to Southampton in the Carabello yeah. Cup. We got exactly. beat by Southampton in the Carabello Cup. We, uh, 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 I forget Ortega got absolutely rinsed with a volley from like twenty five yards out. I mean, look, dude, I, I, it's a tight game at the end of the year. I've, I've, I've said it before, and I'm telling you now this. This is year one of a pod where we're gonna ha- be having conversations of this is just the Premier League. Can you imagine the conversations we're having next year with your new wages and having the Champions League and the FA Cup, all of these, and all of these different types of games that have true, like, now significance because you guys are now top again. Liverpool can have their draw today when, in fact, they should have gotten their win, but they're, the, the stocks, regardless, haven't changed much based on the outcome of these games. Arsenal yeah. stock is rising and Liverpool's is falling. And that's just reality. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a ball to see how these last games end. But if we're just go, if we're looking at forecasting for the next year, uh, but I also do want to make sure we say this because I don't, I'm, I'm ready for this convo. Should we do the three P something that hasn't been done since United? I don't want the conversation to be all oh, the league is boring and city do this. And no one matches them about all these other things because 
this is the shit that I it, you talk about narratives against bottling. It's the narrative against this city and the process and the absolute magnitude to how great we have been on the fucking pitch. My manager says it day in and day out. It's about the stability. The fact I was saying it to my wife on the way home, the fact that I even care about Liverpool and Arsenal right now speaks volumes this late into the season, speaks volumes about where our where my club is, that we're in the fight for everything. And that more than anything as a fan is what you fucking want. Liverpool right now, they had 90 minutes of excitement. And then as the high goes down, and the beers stop pouring and everyone leaves the bar and they go back to their homes and they go back to the regular lives. Check the fucking table, Liverpool. Where are you still? You're still right there. Right where you're supposed to be based on your shit lousy season. While everyone else has significant things to play for. Go home, relax, and dream of next year. I wonder how Jude is looking at today's game, Liverpool. I wonder how Jude's looking looking at today. So that that is what I want to make sure we try to avoid when we have these conversations moving forward. Should it go down that path? Because I don't, honestly, a lot still needs to go our way. I'm focused on Champions League and other things. I don't even want to have a prem talk about about City. I don't, winning the league for me is out of out of out of my head. It's been out of my head for a while now. Truthfully, Listen, the league's boring if you're a Chelsea fan because you've won four games in twenty. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the league is boring for yeah. Tottenham because they can't get anything right. They needed yeah. an atrocious VAR day to get a win over Brighton at home. Yeah. And before we exit this Liverpool Arsenal game, mm-hmm. I have to say what the linesman did to Ant- Robertson was absolutely fucking disgraceful. Yeah. If he's not sacked now, that linesman, he should yeah. be banned for life. He hit a sock a player. On the yep. on the pitch, yep. and the fact that I don't I, I don't see anything. Do you about him being banned for life? The fact that that wasn't done ten minutes after the game is everything wrong with this fucking league. And we could go into the we can go into the the Brighton game next because that'll tie right in with the 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 atrociousness of the ref. If everybody thinks that I bitch about Arsenal stuff, I'm not even bitching. I thought Tierney was awful today, the referee, not the player. Um, I thought he was shambles, but I'm not even bitching about it because what happened to Robertson was a, a fucking disgrace. And the fact that this linesman is not already banned from the league just shows you everything wrong with these this league, how they protect these referees who are corrupt pieces of garbage. I thought that was absolutely disgraceful, absolutely fucking disgraceful. They're investigating it now. What needs to be investigated? It happened at halftime. It should have been investigated at halftime, and your decision comes in the second the game ends. I I'll mean, give you one better. I'll give the you refs one are fucking awful, awful. If if I understand sports leagues, period, and protocol, they always have an additional ref on site should a ref go down with an injury that can come in and be able to cover the game. That happens at halftime. The moment you see on a monitor that that ref made contact with the player, why isn't he in an aggressive manner? Immediately off, bring in the bring in the extra Absolutely. ref that we have. Great point. Goodbye. These are things that need to be have a protocol, and you need to have accountability. I sent you a joking video this morning of the CEO, essentially of the Premier League, having a conversation with Parliament, and and he sounded not too solidified and and stable in his thoughts and ideas towards how. 
the government was essentially looking at the Premier League and asking questions about the Premier League, kind of similar to how he just doesn't want to feel necessarily a, a, a goal to get proper refereeing or proper counseling on things from outside leagues. I'm not saying that outside leagues do it better, but there's got to be some sort of arbitration, some sort of panel, counseling. Where can we go? Because if this is supposed to be the best sports league in the world, we surely as hell do not have the best referees in the world because it is quite honestly horrible. Every week there is something new. It's not even just missing a call. It's us understanding the rule, uh, adaptivity, a consistency in the rule, where the rule happens. Sometimes it happens here. Sometimes it doesn't happen there. What for, for certain teams, um, the rule will get followed for three games, won't get followed for another two. It's ridiculous how inconsistent it is. And when you have a ref that does something like this and there's no accountability, dude, what what are we really doing? I mean, yeah. protect the players? Nah, man. This is absurd. Now, I mean, it, it's a it's a great point. He should have been taken off. They always have officials in case something happens. So he should have been sent off. Mitrovic got sent off for making contact. What this guy did, he fucking literally elbowed him in the jaw. I mean, he, he could have hurt him, especially a, a blindside shot like that, that somebody's not expecting. You hit somebody in the temple, let's say, they're going out. So I think it's I think it's disgraceful, and it's 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 every fucking week with this goddamn league, and it's it's yeah. ridiculous. I mean, Brighton again gets shafted. Um, Brighton definitely has a better case than Arsenal about getting shafted this year. This is like the third or fourth time this has happened to them. Yeah. Um, the Matoma penalty yesterday, or, or the not given penalty. Yep. I mean, he literally got studded. I don't in the box. Yep. The guy didn't make contact with the ball. Completely missed it. VAR looks at it and, and doesn't get it right again. Yep. Howard Webb apologizing. Howard Webb properly. Go fuck yourself, dude. <laughs> Seriously. Leave. Just leave. Yeah. You embarrassed yourself a month ago with the with the Brentford Arsenal thing. And it's a month later and you're doing the same weak ass fucking apology. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Brighton, for, 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 for Brighton to get Champions League, that is huge. Yep. That is like them winning the league. Yep. Because nobody would have guessed that. There would have been eight teams before anybody picked Brighton to finish Champions League. Uh-huh. So for them, that is huge. And you just took two points away from them. The amount of revenue that's going to happen a year from the end of this year, should Brighton get top four, would be leaps and bounds for what that club can do with how that management has been going. We've exactly. ranked about their ability and how it's been. Uh, that it would be uh, monumental for, for their growth as a club, uh, and consistency for consistency in this premier league. Uh, that would be a huge problem, Brian. And I, and there's no question about the fact that every team gets hoed. Um, but there has been a consistency with how some of the smaller clubs have been getting more hoed or how some certain clubs seem to be having a certain agenda against. And never before have I been able to pick out certain, referees and their fandom up until the last few seasons mm. up until recent years i mean when you have some of these refs out there with linkedin pages and facebook pages with their fandom showing i mean it's a problem it's a problem and i know they're people too i get it i i understand completely they love the game as well um but there's with the mystery and the anonymity on how the premier league operates with refereeing 
and you have those things being shown, it doesn't help the situation. And if if the Premier League had a PR guy or a PR team that understood or had any sort of plan towards what's happening right now, they would know they're losing the streets. They're losing the streets with what they say and the the the, the impact on what it means. You charge City, you charge Everton. People are waiting to see what's up and what you're going to do. Everton... I mean, they were talking about a uh, 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 point deduction yeah. about two weeks ago. That's some what serious. With that? Well, I don't know, but they weren't talking. I mean, they talked barely with City point deduction with us too. But wh- what's going to happen? This is going to be very interesting. People want answers, so uh, it's 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 a lot of fucked up shit on how the Premier League operates. And refereeing is, I think, one A of problems that we got to got to address, honestly. Yeah, and and that's my delusional mud of the week. I don't have a quote or anything, but Howard Webb, you are the delusional piece of shit mutt yeah. of the week. The yeah. the fucking continuing of mistake after mistake, and all you can do is offer up a meaningless fucking apology. That's what I said last time with Brentford. I wasn't even – if you listen to the podcast, I wasn't even talking about the result. Mm-hmm. What really fucking triggered me was the fact that they just apologize Like that yeah. – that is so fucking weak and it's so meaningless and mm-hmm. you apologize, but you keep these same morons in charge. Yeah. You, you keep the same practices. You keep the same rules with VAR. There should be at this point, there should be checks and balances with VAR because we know the people in charge now can't get it right. We already know this. So there should be maybe checks and balances. Like you review it. I review it. Almost have it like a judging panel at boxing because it's getting to the point where we know that one, the, the, whoever's doing it now, clearly, it's a coin flip. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a coin flip. It's yeah, a you joked flip. about it earlier, but no, no it's, it's really, it it's really a coin is. flip. You don't and know. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing. That they don't follow the rules. Mm-hmm. They don't check the right things. They just do whatever. It's it, it's vibes. It's pure vibes. Yep. That's it. They they 100%. just however they're feeling on that in that particular moment. And like I said, Brighton could finish fifth. In a game where they probably should have at least got a point yesterday. No. And they could lose Champions League by a point. And it's going to be because of VAR. And not to mention they already fucked them before. That's wild. The weekend they apologized to us about the Brentford thing. They also apologized to Brighton because they made the same fucking mistake with the lines. So it's it's honestly a fucking disgrace. It really is. And Tottenham get the win 2-1. Yeah. And there was other calls in that game that were truly awful. And, at, you know, the, the Matoma penalties getting the limelight. But they, I thought they were incredibly biased towards Tottenham the whole fucking game. There was other stuff that went Tottenham's way. And it was two nice goals from Son and Kane. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I couldn't believe the, the officiating in that game. I really couldn't. Yeah. So Brighton 2-1. to one, um the Deserbi versus Stellini battle. That was interesting. An Italian on Italian crime, man. How wonderful this, was what that? What if Conte was there? Would, Dude, would blows that, have been thrown? I'll tell you this right now. It would have been a fight. And to be honest with you, with Deserbi and Stellini fighting, as fans, hell, I'll go ahead and say it. We should watch it, and I think we Deserbi it. <laughs> How about it, dude? That was a scrap. I'll pay for it. Pay-per-view it, fight. It, Absolutely, yeah. They can they can uh, um, 
set up a, a that be the prelim for a main event versus Howard Vamp versus the one person that would pay for the most to be able to punch that man in the face. Um, yeah. That would be wonderful to see Howard Webb scrap with someone. That guy is an absolute. How meaningless are his apologies, man? It's just shameful. Oh, yeah. He's an asshole. Um, other thoughts I had on this game. I, I joked with you, but I'm dead serious. I'm sorry. You can't be a superstar and and not have some sort of proper, neat, somewhat vibey haircut or do. You got to have good hair. Matoma just looks like your neighborhood kid playing, kicking the ball off his garage door when his parents aren't home. Like, get your shit together, get a stylist, and get someone right in the summer. Guarantee you your value goes up at least $10 million in valuation. Um, other thoughts. Kane got the goal. You know, I needed it. Let's get back to the points here on this game. Um, Spurs and Brighton. I had three to one Brighton. You had two to nil Brighton. Uh, got a hard nothing on that. Man, yeah, they got hoed. They they, they got hoed, and this is going to be tough for them. Um, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. You don't do your t- club any justice when you get a red card the way you did. And then afterwards, in the presser, pretty much allude to just doing the mafia answer. No, everything's fine. We don't have any issues. You know, no problems at all. Like, what the hell are you talking about, dude? You guys came out and you were talking that trash to like you, not him. Like you specifically were talking wet to him. What do you mean you don't have an issue with him? What were you saying to him? No, we're fine. No issues. No issues. Like what? What? <laughs> You're coming through your laptop. Testing, testing. Yeah. Yeah, so they get a good result. And um, they needed it. Tottenham needed it because Brentford lose to Newcastle. Newcastle's on a go. roll right now. Um, Joe Linton getting the goal. Actually, I think they marked it a own goal for Rhea, um on that first one. And then Isak with another one. He is balling right now. Mm-hmm. And Newcastle's looking tough. This is definitely a, a game I have checked off. At the end of the year for us, going to St. James is going to be tough because they look really fucking good. And Newcastle with Champions League football is fucking scary. It is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, A few thoughts on this. Um, At the end of the game, and watch it moving forward, specifically when you guys play Newcastle. Eddie Howe, soft handshake. Really? Softest handshake when he goes. He looks... He looks like a feeble man just trying to get out of there, not wanting a fight. Don't take my wallet. I don't want any trouble. Just want to shake your hand and move on. Guy's a weirdo, dude. I don't know. He, he, he bothers me a little bit about that. Um, Alexander Isaac, man, is more dangerous than ISIS right now. Dude is killing it, man. Absolutely killing it. Been quite impressive. So happy I don't have to deal with this club on the back end yeah. of the schedule. Um, I agree. That's going to be a rough game for you. Um, um, that St. James looks legit. I like how the stadium's structured. That's a stadium that if I'm just watching and I'm new to the Prem, I mean, let's yeah. go copy that. That looks actually cool how high it gets and like it's almost like it's on top of you kind of thing. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, good, good, good fight. Um, we'll, we'll see what 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 Newcastle end up doing. Brentford dropping. Yeah. What's up, man? Brentford, yeah, Brentford kind of does this, so I expect them to bounce back in a couple weeks. Um, I thought my call with them picking up a win against Newcastle was going to be a good one. It was looking good. 
and then Newcastle, yeah. they they are they are serious. They are definitely serious. That was a really really good win for them. Not, Brentford doesn't lose many times on the road, oh. so that's a great win for them. Um, and they'll have Aston Villa on the road, and I guess we could talk about them because man, Unai Emery is doing the damn thing. I mean, right now yeah. as we're speaking, Aston Villa is in sixth place. They leapfrog Brighton. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. I- I'm not going to lie. That is fucking impressive. For them to be in six right now is is mm-hmm. hats off to Unai, a, a good manager, man, a really good manager. Um, the fact that they have 11 losses and they're in six now, most of those losses mm-hmm. came with Gerard. So, um, yeah, wow. Ollie Watkins getting another one. He's on fire. Unai's turned him into a, a, a dangerous striker who's probably going to get some looks in this summer from uh, other clubs with the way he's going. Yeah. I mean, he's right now he's got Ali has 12 goals. So he, he's, he's on his way to finishing with 15 plus goals, which is very, very good for a striker. And if he had Unai, we might be talking about a, the whole season. We might be talking about a 20 goal season from Ali Watkins. So, um, he's going to get some looks for sure. I think he's still a good age too, right? Uh, Ollie, yeah, I think like 24, 25. Born in 95, so he is tw- 27. So he's still a decent age. He's not super young. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what do you think about uh, Villa? Well, this is what I got to say, but, yeah, 27, wow. Um <sighs> You talked about it. I got a little thing that we, we I think it's a little theme about what we're going to see in the few weeks, specifically with, with City being in the FA Cup. Um, that weekend should be fun for me to just watch how the Prem's kind of laying out before we get back into it. Villa have 11 losses Nuts. sitting at sixth place. Fulham, Fulham with 12 losses. Fulham with 12 losses sitting at 10th. Six to tenth is separated by one loss. Um, loss column is always mm-hmm. something I kind of look at. You know, from a baseball perspective, we always kind of look at the loss column when it gets to the magic number and shit. So uh, I, that table congestion, I'm very curious to see these next few weeks, allowing that Vix Raperbub to get up in there and clear that shit out. Who's going to be where? And I'm curious to see if Phil are going to be on the top end of the Vix Raperbub. Uh, I think they might be. And they are a team that Unai has is no stranger to the prem and no stranger to the bad side of the prem when you're not winning so well and you're not consistent and fluid. I think he's got a great understanding for how to approach this. He's got Villa rocking right now. Ollie Watkins, that whole squad is bought in. Um, yeah, I'm impressed. So um, I will also say this. Stevie Cooper, count your days, sir. Uh, midweek, you have your Greek owner backing you, but also saying we need changes and and uh, results soon. This is not the way to do it. Um, good luck to you. Start counting, and we'll see. I think he could be on the wrong end of a firing soon. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. They're already looking at him as uh, Clay Holmes gets the save and the Yankees win, winning the weekend series. Uh, good stuff from them. Do you know the Rays are nine and zero? Yeah, they are incredible. Gosh. They are incredible. The the Jeff Passon was putting out some wild stats um, on them on Twitter like two days ago. Like the amount of runs that they've had and the amount of runs that yeah. they've given up, it's like ridiculous. 
It's like ridiculous. They've started off like it's like an like a franchise. Anyway, be the but show. um, yeah, crazy, crazy. Um, but, but props to Villa. I mean, they definitely have a shot now at nicking it. They have a lot of teams have two games in hand on them, so that might play a factor. But hey, I think even Conference League for for Villa would be would be nice, you know. And um, hey, I, I I have a soft spot for Emery. I think he was the wrong manager pick, and. We didn't back him properly, but I think he's. I think he also is a very underrated manager. I think that's proven. You know, he got Villarreal to a Champions League semifinal. He got now he's doing bits with Aston Villa. This guy's a very very good manager. So, uh, props to him. I, I have a question for you. Yeah, can a caretaker okay. manager get sacked? Because <laughs> Frank Lampard <laughs> out. I, I, it's just this club. When you think it can't get funnier, it gets funnier. I mean, 1-0, <laughs> Wolves beat Chelsea. Just diabolical, embarrassing. I mean, at some point, I'm going to stop laughing because at some point, it's not even worth laughing at. That's not the point. <laughs> but we're at, well, that's not yeah. the point we're at now. But Jesus, 1-0 to Wolves, pathetic performance. You're going to the Bernabeu this week, and that's the performance you put in. <laughs> you have a chance to put in a nice little performance and get selected in the starting lineup at the Bernabeu, one of the most historic stadiums in all of football, in all of, in all of sports. And that's the performance you put in. You lose to Wolves, and you don't score again. <laughs> I mean, it's just laughable. Yeah. Laughable. Frank Lampard. Oh, club legend. It's great for him to be back. He got us top four a couple seasons ago. This guy's a crap manager. This guy's a crap manager. Just just forfeit your games at this point, Chelsea. Because no, yeah. Listen, absolutely. Palace, Roy Hodgson gotten some points. They're creeping up. They're six points behind you. Eleventh place might be your your fucking the highest point you're gonna be at. Because I can see you guys slipping down the table. Look at Chelsea's schedule, please. Yeah. Look at their fucking schedule. Oh, because absolutely. They got to play Arsenal and they got to play City. They also, yep. Um, I think have to play Newcastle. Wait, I'm pulling it up now. So yes, they play Real Madrid. That's Champions League. Then they play Brighton next weekend. Tough game. Brighton's going to be on one, L. and they'll probably get a makeup call next weekend. Just, just letting you know that because that's how Howard Webb r- works. Hey. Uh, hey, they'll probably have to play. They have to play Brighton <laughs> next weekend. Shout. Then they have to play Brentford. Then they got to go to the Emirates. Then they got Burnmouth, who are scrapping for their lives. Then Nottingham Forest. Then Man City. Then Newcastle. So out of their remaining eight games, they have to play Newcastle. City, Man United, Brentford, Brighton, and Arsenal. <laughs> and we already went over pa- Palace's They're schedule. Hell. They have a pretty easy schedule coming up. Definitely easier than that. So, I mean, Chelsea, get get cozy in 11th place. Because you might be moving and not moving up. You might be sliding down the table a little bit more. It's 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 embarrassing, and I'm I'm loving it. I love it. I hate that dirtball club, and I'm loving their downfall. Let me tell you something: six hundred million spent, and these results, yep. it's just as bad as being relegated. 
It really is. It's fucking embarrassing. And not enough is said about that. I keep hearing these pundits talk about how bad the football is. Every conversation should be, they spent $600 million. Most teams will not spend that in a decade. You spent that in two windows, and you're you're not even in the top half of the table. Yeah, and and let me let me give you some some. I know where you're going with this. I'm going to enjoy it. Fat Fat Frank, Fat Frank, uh, uh, said after the game, and I'm quoting: "We lacked a bit of aggression. Uh, They had sixty sixty percent possession, eleven shots, two shots on goal." (laughs) Two I'm sure they weren't even good goal. ones. Probably 60%. a little deflection off somebody's foot. 60% possession. Two shots on goal. Wolves had 40% possession, obviously. Five shots on Banger of a goal. goal wolves. Wolves. Yeah, banger. Matthias Nunez had an absolute rocket of a shot. Raheem Sterling started. Uh, I didn't notice. Gallagher started. Uh, I didn't notice. I did notice that Aubameyang was on the bench, and I did notice that Aubameyang got subbed in. Um, what is that all about? Frank Lamp- Lampard playing a playing few the old of the, hits. the veteran. Um, he's playing the old hits. He's playing the old hits right now. It really is vibes, it, FC. It, it, it's so. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, like he's got to be reading Twitter too. I think he, I think he got the job because him and Bowley read Twitter together, and they're looking at this and they're like, "No, it's, look, the fans want the, the season, the, the fans that they know, the people that they know, the players they know." Moldrick came on five touches, dud. I mean, this dude, this team, and the spending and the fire sale that is coming, uh, they are going. Every league has this. Juventus is about to be that for Italy. Um, I think for the Bundesliga, I think it's going to be uh, uh, Leverkusen. Um, I think uh, for La Liga, it might be Atletico Madrid. Uh, and I'm all alluding to clubs and leagues that they get gutted. They get gutted. We know them in one year. They were good or doing a thing, but then they get gutted because of self finances. You you find out that you're running all of your finances through fiat, and the league finds out you're forty million a year. Diego Simeone manager is now uh, you're seeing that it's you're not winning anything and it's not getting anywhere, and players get loaned out because no one's happy with him. So you send him off, and he's your star player that you paid over a hundred million for years ago when a hundred million was a big fucking deal. It was the one of the first ones, and everyone's just like, "Wait, what the fuck?" Um, yeah, all these things are happening with these clubs, and these are the teams that get gutted. The clubs that you thought shit was going on, and and now it's not. So now you got to get a fire sale. Let it all go. So we're, our laughter and our jokes at Chelsea are no. not done yet. Uh, it's it's gonna be amazing to see. Um, yeah, yeah, Shame, absolutely shameful. shameful. And yeah, I, it just doesn't. It just it keeps getting funnier. It really does. And I kept seeing you know Chelsea mm-hmm. fans. Oh, I like I like this Lampard move. Listen, he's a bad manager. Yeah. I don't care if he's a club legend. He's not coming back to play midfield. You probably could use him in midfield, by the way, but that's not his role. So him being a club legend doesn't matter. You know, Magic Johnson was a club legend. How did he do as a fucking manager of the Lakers? He he was shocking. You know, that doesn't, it doesn't translate. And you guys should know this already, but you guys are just clutching at anything, anything. 
And there's no knock on that. There's no knock on that. Like, name many club legends that turn into great managers. Like, I mean, it's too early with Vincent Company, but he's doing it at Burnley. Yeah. Like, that's one year. Like, Pep with Barcelona, but he left. Like, people just don't do it. Like, it's not a thing. Like, relax. You, this Band-Aid does not fix the broken fucking arm. Like, you, you, you guys are just dumb right now it's really stupid how far they've fallen uh um, how far they've fallen and and i'm gonna love every bit of it because that fire sale i just hope it goes out outside the league mason mount i think goes to pool um we'll see what other ones leave i think maybe conte stays because that guy just doesn't know any better um and yeah i mean we'll see but let those laughs continue my friend um Let's talk. Uh, let's breeze through these couple games. We'll end with your game, and then we'll get into the Champions League games. Um, but a couple other results: West Ham get a one nothing against Fulham. Did you watch any of that? No, I didn't. Um, David Moyes, you know, absolute scoundrel. Twenty percent, twenty two percent possession, four corners, six shots, two shots on goal. You get a one nil win. Fulham, seventy eight percent possession, eleven corners, nine shots, uh, own goal. Absolute just tragedy. David Moyes gets away with dark arts again. Fuck him. It's a shame. It's an absolute shame. Um, let me give you some of the quotes that were said, uh, thumbnails to some of the YouTube videos for the West Ham fan base. Quote, everybody wants him out. What Moyes can, what Moyes can I say? <laughs> Moyes was a disgrace. We cheered the players, not Moyes. I mean, it's a joke, man. This club is just a joke and fuck them for getting a, a result out of this. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, very, very uh, boring game from what I've seen from the highlights. Um, but it's a good win for West Ham. It, it, it's another three points, and they can kick up that table, which yep. they probably want to stay in safety. Burnmouth also getting a nice win, one nothing over Leicester. Um, Burnmouth is just showing resilience that, truthfully, I didn't really see in them until about a month ago, but they've been a super resilient, uh, resilient team. Um Creed three came out. Michael B. Jordan feeling good, and and therefore Burnmouth are feeling yep. good, and that's a, that's a massive, massive win. And if we look at the table right now, mm-hmm. Burnmouth has jumped. They were pretty much bottom a couple weeks ago, and um, now they're in fifteenth, thirty points, um, heads above water, heads three above points water. from safety, and yeah, great, great win for them. Um, other results, what's that? Do you know- do you, do you know the name of the uh, Leicester City temporary no, I don't, manager? But I know the name of the possible new manager, Uncle Jels- Jesse. Yeah. Damn Skippy. His name is Adam Sounds Sadler. I'm not even making that up. Mm-hmm. Adam no, Sadler. It was, a, it was a sad game for him yesterday. What a fucking, yeah. What a sad, fucking sad joke. game for him yesterday. Um, other results um, today. We owe an apology. I, I think we owe an apology to Mr. Hodgson. Six points, seven goals in two games, 5-1 win at Leeds. Not an easy place to go. Roy Hudson, I sincerely apologize. I'm not going to speak for Orlando, but let's see what he says. Okay, let me, let me, let me, I want to get some of the thoughts out there real quick on this. Okay. 
if anyone wants to sit here and have a conversation with me about Mr. Hodgson and his tactical brilliance and what he's brought to this club and the impact that he's had in these two games, I would love for them to have a conversation with me and educate me on what this absolute senior citizen, man who should be a volunteer at your local Costco, <laughs> go home, live for your children and your grandkids them on your and your great-grands. Enjoy the stories of what were. This man thrived when him and I couldn't share the same bathroom. Like, I'm not down for this. I'm not here for anything that this old nebatoed fuck is doing, and they're winning because of it. The talent was on this roster. If anything that this guy's done well, I'm very confident this guy's just letting the boys play. And if that's what we need to give credit for, then yes, I apologize, Roy Hodgson. I apologize for your 97-year-old ass having the ability to tell your assistants and your whole staff, we're going to run a 4-3-3 and we're just going to let them play. Just do your thing. I mean, credit to you for it, I guess. But, yeah, it's a shellacking. I don't think they've put up five all year. They did it today. Shit. I mean, impressive. I just wish they could have fucking did it for Vieira. So, whatever. Olissi was talking shit. Um, it was funny to see. I'm not going to lie. He told the fans, shut the fuck yeah, up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, I mean, listen, to get those two wins, I mean, Getting those two wins on the bounce, six points, that's absolutely huge. I mean, that that right there is it could mean their yeah. safety because um, they're almost they're almost at that forty yeah. point mark, which would ensure their safety pretty much. Uh, they're at thirty three, but mm-hmm. those were two massive wins. Eight games remaining. Um, you got to think they'll probably get at least at least seven more points and ensure their safety for sure. So, yeah. I mean, props to Palace. Props to Palace. Um, Manchester United. Southampton, Southampton yeah, next yeah. too. Yeah, he gets that. He gets that. Yeah, he's All got right. my apology. You heard it, Roy. One more. Three one more. more. Yeah, one's an anomaly. Two's a streak. Three's a consistency. One You're more. On Roy. Something. I apologize. And then uh, Manchester United two zero win against Everton. Sancho gets an assist, so I guess that means he's back. He's as good as Grealish, Saka, Rashford. <laughs> I guess that's what that means again, because uh, you know one assist in one game, goal contributions, baby. Gas, gas. That's right. They get a win. They get a win that's at right. Old Trafford against Everton. Um, Rashford hurt. I think that's the biggest takeaway from this. Rashford hurt, which is tough. tough. Very very tough. Uh, the way Ten Hag was talking yesterday, it did not sound good. So I'm going to check uh, Man United page to see if there's any update on that. But, yeah, uh, the way um, right after the game, Ten Hag basically was saying it was really not a good injury. It sounds like he, we might not see him again. So, um, yeah, his quote after the game, we have to wait, doesn't look good. Um once again, and then he cried about this fucking schedule that everybody else is playing. Um, I was waiting for you to do it. If not, I was. It took this long into his era to start doing to the, start doing this. Welcome and that's to the some Premier League, my friend. Are you, and you're Everyone, trying to get Champions League football next exactly. year. Exactly. So it ain't getting easier. Exactly. You're. Yeah, 
Yeah. Don't win the Carabella Cup and don't go far in exactly. the FA and do all those other things. That That's the price it comes with playing big-time ball. This ain't the fucking Dutch League, and you don't get to run over PSV every single fucking year. It's not how that works, you nematode. Absolute fraudulent behavior. When you start winning all these games, and then the rescheduling gets to a back-to-back, and then it screws everyone, and then COVID, and then like the, all these other things, and you've been in the league for some time, that's when you can have a conversation about that type of stuff. The Klops, the Peps, the Miguels, all mm-hmm. of them are in unison of it. But when you come into the league and you are, are, are doing what you've been doing and now all of a sudden it's a problem after an injury occurs, yeah. come on, man, stay consistent with your shit, bro. You weren't talking that shit ever before. Now all of a sudden we want to start talking about fucking fixtures and, and scheduling. Fuck off, yeah. Baldy. Yeah. Embarrassing. Just embarrassing. But I mean, what do you expect from Manchester United? They're always fucking embarrassing. But yeah, that'll be a big loss because they're still in Europa. Um, they're only in the quarterfinals of that. So that's potential five more matches out of that still in the FA cup. They got Brighton in that coming up and um, yeah, so that'll definitely be interesting for sure. And let's talk about your game Four one Manchester city uh, beating Southampton. And I didn't really watch too much of it. I was doing a food tasting for the wedding that we uh, got next year. Pretty good. Was some good food. Um, the desserts were insane, insane, insane desserts. Uh, this place had Amazing love cookies, it, amazing uh, cheesecake, amazing brownies, fire, fire. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I didn't really see – honestly, I didn't see any of the goals live. I, I saw the replay. Howland had a sick bicycle. Grealish gets another goal. Um, KDB lets me down. God damn you. Um, <laughs> didn't get me a goal. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, uh, dominant. Man, Man City is in their bag right now, as the kids would say. Yeah, I just – Credits to Southampton for having to fight. Uh, the 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 goal that they ended up getting was well played, cut through our defense. We got sloppy for a few seconds and a few minutes there, and it got cute. Uh, the first half was yeah. actually was. back and forth. Um, I actually at one point I told my wife, "This has the making of all of, of us drawing or even losing this game. Um, this is exactly how we've done it before: having possession, not getting the goal. They have won the two runs, and yeah, se acabó. It's over. We're we're, we're screwed." Um, and then minutes later, Holland gets the cross from uh, Kevin and nails it. A hundred assists in two hundred and thirty-seven appearances. Mm-hmm. Kevin De Bruyne is only sixty-two away from having the all-time record from Ryan Giggs. Yeah. I don't know if he'll get there. I don't think he'll get That's there. Um, he's just a little bit older. It's it's a lot. I mean, it would require him to be How old playing is he? another five six years. 29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.29.
we've seen some slowdown. Midfielders tend to slow down earlier in their career, in their 30s. Um, early 30s, they tend to slow down a little bit. So that's just a tall ask, but yeah. he's an amazing player. He's always been one of my favorite players. I, I love the way the guy plays. I love, and that's why I like Odegaard, because no. these guys pick out passes that really nobody can, and I love that. And he's right. just a, he's a baller, man. And listen, if he does it, yeah. I, I still wouldn't be surprised because I think he's that good. For me, he's one of the best Premier League midfielders of all time. I think he's got to be in that conversation. He's just yeah. consistent. He's a gamer. He's a leader. He's everything you would want from a from a from a midfielder. Yeah, I'm gonna try to pull up as I talk. It's to insane, you. but um, uh, like I said, I would not be surprised if he did it because he's 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 another level. And listen. You got Allen, who's going to get 40 goals a season pretty much. So that could be 10 assists right there yeah. <laughs> without even getting to the other players. Yeah. So. so Romeo Lavia, what a player. I got to credit him. He had some great play against us. Um, dummied Rodri had a great pass. They should have scored. I don't know if it was a shot or a cross, but it, it didn't get anywhere. It could have been something. Um, Holland doing what Holland does. So happy for Jack Grealish. Um, let me give you a stat real quick that kind of gives you an understanding as to Kevin and what he's done compared to what the two other prem midfielders that he's fighting against. Uh, Steven Gerrard had 213 goals and assists and 504 appearances. That's an average of 0.42 a game. Uh, Lampard had 279 goal and assist and 609 appearances, 0.46. Um, those latter years really got him with those average numbers because he played at City. He won a title with us, but he also, you know, wasn't getting that same distribution. De Bruyne, okay? So you had 213-504 for Gerard, 279 and, and 609 appearances for Lampard. De Bruyne has 162 and 237 appearances. That's a .68 per game. I mean, the numbers the volume that he's doing it at um, for, again, I just got to throw salt in the wound for a 60 million pound Chelsea reject. I just think it's absolutely incredible for what this guy has been able to do. Uh, the man is just truly a facilitating fiend. Uh, I think it's rare what he's capable of doing um, on the pitch, the types of passes that he has. Uh, he is, probably my favorite player of all time. I think I fell in love with his passing. Um, it was that Wolfsburg year when he did it at Bayern uh, against uh, in, in, in Wolfsburg within the Bundesliga. Damn, dude, he was just disgusting. And, you know, I was actually ironically when Pep was at Bayern. So, yeah, I'm a huge fan of him. Love what he's been doing. Domination from City. I think we expected it. I think we, we talked that if it was anything else, we're not serious. Um, and it looked close there at the beginning. Um, but that, while it looks close there at the beginning, that's why I think that evolution of what Pep has been able to do, where if Miguel would have stayed maybe just another year with us and learned how to be able to just squeeze out opponents by just having that possession and not necessarily being a game of runs like the Martinelli's and the Sockets and, and, and the Jesus's love to do. It's hard. It's great to have young dogs that you can't take their attack switch off. That's awesome when you're down or even with someone. But when you're ahead, you just need to maybe slow it down a bit. And 
I'm very curious as to how the rest of this goes. This was great from the club to continue to go. We look as great as we can look going into a Champions League where we're playing arguably one of the greatest clubs, um, storied club. They have everything, but they aren't sound right now. And I'm telling you, I think Pep has got something special into the Champions League preview? Yeah, why not? You want to do it? Let's do it. I texted you yesterday. I'm really excited for these Champions League matchups. Um, And I like the way these are lined up. Um, Let me look at this. Let's go to the – yeah, yeah. We're Tuesday. Champions League. So we got you guys Tuesday. We'll talk about that first. So, yeah, we got Benfica, Inter, and Man City, Bayern Tuesday. So I like the way they're stacked up too because I will be – uh, cooking popcorn at 2.45 um, on Wednesday to watch the absolute shellacking at the Bernabeu. Some may call it uh, <laughs> a funeral. Uh, I probably will call it that. I've already pressed my suit. It's hanging in the closet. I'll be attending. Um, I will bring flowers. You know, It will be respectful. But um, I'll be there. I'll be there. I might even write a eulogy that might be written out, read out in the podcast. You never know. Um, you know, they say keep your enemies close, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. So uh, yeah, Chelsea's very close to me, and I will be attending their their funeral uh, on Wednesday. But so I like the way these games are stacked. And Benfica answer. We'll talk about that one next. But yeah, Man City Bayern. This is the highlight game for me. Uh, a European powerhouse a football powerhouse Bayern Munich and Man City a team that's chasing their first Champions League win um first Champions League trophy which is uh, would be huge for them it's really if they don't win it, it people will always bring that up against Pep whether it's fair or not it will be brought up against him mm-hmm. um it, it is fair and I think it's it is fair. um some people can argue no but I think it's definitely fair but this is a, this is a great matchup for a quarterfinal too I mean uh, this could easily be a final it really could. And this is the quarterfinal. Yeah. So um, very interesting from my perspective. Yeah, Bayern. I mean, they get a one nothing yesterday against the team. They lost to midweek in the cup game. And, you know, we thought last week, oh, 4-0 against Dortmund within 40 minutes. Thomas Tuchel, um, he's here and he's going to fucking do, do to Pep what he did when he was with Chelsea. But, you know, I think Man City's going into this game. What a full head of steam. And Bayern, while they've been great in Champions League, and I'm sure there'll be a different team in Champions League, um, who's the who's the odds-on favorite? Because to me, I'm looking at this game, I think Man City should win this. I'll look at the odds while you're, while you're yeah. talking. But what are, what are your I, thoughts on this game? Uh, I, I want a prediction. I want how you guys are going to set up. Who's going to start? I, I, want a, I want an analysis because this is a very interesting game for me. I'm I'm stoked for the opportunity to get Thomas Tuchel completely rinsed and get a shellacking that he deserves. And I think Pep is ready to do that with this club and in this form. And we're going three back FC. We're going double pivot FC. We are going to be giving Tuchel a bit of taste of what he's been doing. It's going to be very, very interesting uh, this game has the makings of being a chess match, similar to how Miguel and Pep did in the first game when they played each other earlier this year, FA Cup uh, uh, round game. Uh, City ended up winning 1-0. Uh, 
I don't necessarily see that being the case because Tuchel likes to defend. I, I can make a strong argument for it. it's going to be a feel out, um, but like, I think Tuchel likes to defend aggressively and he really puts his teams out there offensively. The uh, lit scored a screamer of a shot uh, for them over the weekend. Wonderful a goal. Of goal. A um, lot of their goals under two again, have come from their center backs. Okumankano scored one and so uh, this midweek. Is, that was the only goal they scored. And then Delit scores on the weekend. Crazy. Yeah. And they've had they had, yeah, it is crazy. They had opportunities. Serge Nabry missed a beautiful header. Uh keeper blocked it. Um yes. Sadio Mane had a one-on-one with the keeper, missed it. Bad, bad miss. Um, so they they've had their chances. Leroy Sane had a, a three-on-two situation, kept it, missed the shot, completely scuffed it. Uh, they've had opportunities, and they're gonna get one-on-ones with us. Um, we are at this point right now. What I love about this situation more than anything is, as a city fan, I cannot have feel any better about going into this fucking game at home and giving the fans a proper showing of what we're trying to do and how why we signed the Nordic Viking himself this game to me and you know what I'm almost ready to see it say it should he just have an absolute day of it but I might have to apologize to O'Leary and all those bunch that say Holland came to City for Champions League. I try to make a strong argument about the production and his growth as a player being under Pep. Pep got rid of strikers, right? He got rid of Abramovich. He got rid of big-time players that he had. I mean, other than Messi, who he loves God-tier-wise, I mean, he he didn't really give a shit about holding on to any particular types of players. So you can make a strong argument that, yeah, Holland and what he's done to us, he's taken us to another level. He, he's given us the opportunity to say we have a central guy. That spread out stuff is cute. We've done it all in years past. The Sterlings, the Jesuses, the 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 Phil Fodens. We get all those guys scoring and all that's fine. And they can still score. If they triple team Holland in the box, go, go, do, go do you. That's fine. We've got plenty of other players that are playing well. Julian Alvarez, case in point, first year with us. He's going to have over 20 goals in his first year with us. That's just absolutely incredible. He's at 18 right now. I mean, I'm, I'm over the moon with – over the blue fucking moon with how my club has played so far this year. Going into this matchup, we're going to go with three back. We're going to have Ederson, our keeper, obviously, do you. Uh, we're going to have Ruben Diaz. John Stones and Akanji. We're going to, oh, I'm sorry, and, uh, and Ake. I'm, oh, fucked it up already. Ake, Ruben Diaz, Akanji as my three center backs. Rotary and John Stones as my In double. In Champions pivots. League game, you're okay with doing the Stones midfield? We are rolling with it. I dare anyone to stop Liverpool us. At home. Champions League, you don't think that's a bigger step up? This is not if we overthink if we overthink with two we've been how many games has it been though? It's a small sample. How many games say it's enough for me to say the boys I I think it's been recent. I mean I think the majority of this run just came back to the squad, didn't he? Let me let me see. No, he's been back since the, even well, before he, the international okay. break. He's been, he was with us. Oh yeah, 
As he played the whole international right. break. Um, but the international break was just I would, a couple weeks I would ago. say. Like, we just came back from the international break last week. That's my point. Let's see. It wasn't there for Arsenal or Forrest. I think he came Dang, back after the, I think, after the Leipzig. He was here for the majority of March. Let's see. I'm just going to click a random Let me look. March. John Stone's injury. Hmm. All right, so Palace. Palace was your Premier League game before the international break, and he did not start. So it's a new it's a new thing, is what I'm saying. It's new. It kind of just started against Liverpool two weeks ago, or last week. So um, it's very new because I'm looking at your Palace game, which was March 11th, and that was the game before the the international break. Oh no, you had Leipzig March 14th. Sorry, apologize. And he, that was, I think that was the game he started. So Leipzig was the first game. So he has done it in the Champions League, to your defense. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad move. I'm just, I'm just questioning it. Yeah, Leipzig was his first game. In the I think it looks like. if we play Kyle Walker and do a four back and have Ake out there at left back, I think that even if we don't do it with Stones at midfield, we've been doing it. With Rotary and Gundo yeah. and still having the yeah. three back, um, I, I'm I'm comfortable with the Stones in that position because I think in form he's been playing quite well. If John Stones didn't end up playing and we still did the three back double pivot, I, I'd be okay with that. I, that's how we've been yeah. operating lately, yeah. and we've seen success with it. Um, Jack Grealish, I've, first time I'm fucking saying it, but he's a must start for me. Jack Grealish is a must start. Uh, obviously, the big dog Holland. Obviously, Kevin. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm, I need, I need energy. I need sporadic. I need up and down ability in the midfield. Possibly a left back. Possibly coming down for defender. I need Bernardo Silva on that pitch. I need Bernardo Silva and Kevin De Bruyne right behind Erling Holland with. With uh, Jack and and Mara's out wide, and I want to see how that turns out. I want to see how that looks. Um, I I I think we're gonna do well, man. I really I'm giving you. This ain't time to be shy. This ain't time to be. Uh, oh, I don't know how we're rolling. I'm going four to one, City. I think City are gonna put to lacking on them. I think it's gonna be wow. a, four to one, four to one at home. That's a fucking statement. We've done it to big times. I'm telling you, man, I think it's going to be a statement win on That's Tuesday. I have sure. the feeling that this cl- this club is – we are wanting to show we are this next level. We're, we're, we're on a switch right now. You can watch the film all you want. Pep doesn't need to change shit. Stop it if you can. Get out wide with us. I mean, stop it if you can. I, I know Leroy Sané is coming. I know Coleman's fast. I know uh, Nabry's fast. I'm well aware. Mane has hurt me before. I get it. Kimmich, I'll give you one here right now. Kimmich gets another yellow. He's suspended for the second leg. That's some inside information right there for you. You ain't getting that anywhere else. That happens in the first leg. I'm telling you, second leg in the in uh, back uh, to, at the Alliance. I love no Kimmich. Kimmich is a glue for them. Huge anchor. Feeds those fast runners. 
if I can get him off the pitch. And here's a here's a little surprise for you too. Thomas Mueller is going to be the goal scorer. That guy is just savvy, finds a way. Uh, he's around, can't stand him. Seeing him happy, I just want to punch a fucking German. Um, he makes me mad. He just makes me mad, dude. He just makes me mad. Him and his geeky little face. Um, he's a great player, but he's just an annoying watch. Um, yeah, I think four he's to one. But I'm going four to one. Four to one city. Brace we are putting Holland. a shellacking on them. Bundesliga ain't shit. At least. Mm, at least. Yeah, uh, that, that's fucking yeah. crazy. If that happens, yeah, that's a that that's an automatic advance to the next round type of performance. Um, I don't know, man. We we yeah, we've watched it bad. before. We were like five and to that's two. The thing, I think, is like, on Madrid is going in this in great form, but we've seen some blunders from them in the Champions League, and you can't forget those. You just yeah. can't because we've seen you. Yeah. These games, these knockout rounds are in May. When are you in your best form in the Premier League? May. So good Premier League yeah. form has not translated for you in the Champions League because you guys do your best nope. Premier League work in May. Nope. So if people are just saying, oh, they're on a good run, that that's that's lazy because they've been on good runs before and it has not translated to mm-hmm. Champions League success. It is a different animal. It is a different animal. So it's going to be interesting. Um, it's, it's mental. It's mental. 100%. It's mental. We, we let – we let it get to us. We we it's a big one. But now that the big dog's there, now that we have someone who can comfort in the box and knowing, literally like the meme, kick it, fuck it. Yeah. Erling's up there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Get it to him. Have that comfort of knowing our Viking is there. Attack and move. Generate. Just keep generating like we've always done. The when we botch it, it's sometimes because of defensive lapses. It's sometimes because, you know, we let Rodrigo come in and immediately be mm-hmm. a, a, a super sub for Madrid and let lazy goals come by through corners um, or or uh, um, uh, uh, throw-ins. I mean, th- just dumb shit. So we've got to clean it up. We have mental lapses at times because we think it's a wrap. And we've got to play a full 95 mm-hmm. fucking minutes on Tuesday. And I'm telling you, I think we're going to keep putting it on them. Similar to how we scored the goal against this weekend – yeah. Uh, right before the half, and in the second half, yeah. we just kept rolling. Pep let them know, we need more. Don't shut it off yet. So I, I feel like Pep is going to take it personal on Tuesday. Now, should he overthink it and not do CDM again? What, what's Holy some things that are going to trigger you when that starting line, lineup comes out? What's something that he's he you would see that would be like, oh, fuck, I don't like this. Pep's overthinking. <laughs> Sergio Gomez, Rico Lewis, um, Laporte. Uh, Calvin Phillips. Um, let's see. No Kevin Boyna. No Holland. Um, How many Mares minutes did Holland play on? Ederson um, at midfield. Okay. 60. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's about 60. Julian Alvarez got the penalty. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's going to be interesting. I think Tuchel's coming in here to get a, to get a draw, basically, and take this, take this back to the Alliance. Yeah. 100%. You think he's coming here to win? Wow, this is Tuchel, baby. He's he's coming here. He's coming here. Wow. He, he knows City's on fire, and he's coming here for for a, a sloppy game. He he's not, I'm not saying he's parking the bus, but but he's definitely going to yeah, set up yeah. more defensively in this game. I I, I think he's going to try to stifle your attack, 
and and try to nick a couple goals and keep this one close and take this one back to to Bayern Munich for the second leg. I mean, I think that's the strategy here. You can't you can't let what your prediction is happen. That can't happen. And I think Tuchel will know that. He's he's a good tactician. He definitely is. So it's going to be interesting to see how they set up. But for me, I think you guys win this. I don't see a 4-1. I'm going more like a 2-1. I think you guys will win 2-1. And then second leg, yeah. take it back to Germany. And I think it'll be another like 2-1, 1-0 type game in that one. I think this will be uh, – I don't think yeah. it's going to be as high scoring as you. If it is, then, yeah, watch out because – That'll be great momentum going in the next leg, where you'll most likely face Real Madrid. And I know you said you wanted them, so I think that's probably the most likely scenario. If Frank Lampard beats Real Madrid in the quarterfinals, uh, I, I want it investigated. I'm, I'm like, seriously, I want an investigation. There's no fucking way. There's no way. There's no fucking way. And I'm telling you right now, I you oh, imagine God. that fan base beating Madrid yeah. in a two leg in the in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. There's no way Fat Frank does it. But I'm down. I'm definitely thinking he's gonna I mean, you walk away with a one nil Madrid win. I think Frank is gonna try to convince you that's a win for them. Frank, let you- he never sets up well defensively. He never does. So they're going to leak goals. Uh, we'll talk about that game because I have a prediction <laughs> for that one. But, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. This like this is the highlight game in the quarterfinals for sure. This is, uh, you know, one of the new one yeah. of the new giants in football against uh, a, a European powerhouse that's been there for a while. So really doesn't get much better than this in the Champions League, in the knockout rounds. Anything could happen. Can Pep get it done? Is Holland the difference maker in their European success? And is Tuchel going to get another Champions League trophy or at least get to a Champions League final? Takes PSG to the final. Takes yeah. uh, Chelsea to, to, to win it. So that would be crazy. Getting to three Champions yeah. League final in four years would be insane. So with three different clubs. Three yeah, different that's clubs. That's probably never been done. I mean, we could look that up, but I'm sure it probably hasn't. So a lot of storylines here. Um, looking forward to it a lot. Is the guy you fear the most... Sadio Mane, or is it Mueller? Yeah, I know you mentioned him. Or is it Leroy Sané no, getting revenge against his old club? I, I always hate going against old, pl- yeah, uh, I think old it's players Leroy that Sané. played for you. There's always an extra motivation for them. Yeah, It's not cool. It's not cool. And and the difference is Leroy Sané is not the, the little buddy treatment like Zinni and Gabriel Jesus. It's like Sané was a key signing and like I will show you highlights right now. Leroy Sané was better than most wingers. Like, you want to talk about young Speedy. That mm-hmm. guy was doing shit. Like, incredible shit. He's bulked up since going to Byron, yeah. and he's still Speedy, but he's completely changed his, his style of play. Mm-hmm. Uh, with us, he was agile. I mean, one, two, and techie, trying to go through you, did go through you. I mean, running, taking on three, four players at a time, didn't give a shit, scored winners. I mean, the guy was doing it all for us. Never forget, we were dying yep. to get that contract extension. But his girlfriend and his now wife, fiance, whatever, um, wanted the Byron, wanted the Germany move. She's not now, happy. Ironically, yeah. she's back. She's not happy mm-hmm. since she's back in Manchester. So there's a joking there well, about that. So, Well, listen, um, uh, for me, the Aguero, Sané, Sterling, Man City was – was probably the best man city for me. I mean that that front three was fucking deadly. This the pace on the on the wings and then Aguero, 
just being the the beast he was that that for me that was probably my my yeah. i wouldn't say favorite but that for me that was probably the best man city team um that team was fucking good that team was fucking Strong good argument. but yeah that, that'll be interesting yeah um, it, whenever you have an old player and they're still good you you have to watch out for them because there's always that extra motivation to one up your yeah, old club definitely. always always so Shitting, yeah. that's an interesting one uh the right. next game um the other game on tuesday should i say and by the way you guys are the odds on favorite to win it all right now at plus 225 um munich Bayern munich 350 napoli 350 madrid 700 that's interesting um and madrid are the biggest favorite to advance to the next round to the semis because of chelsea (laughs) pretty much well, yeah, the next game is um, <laughs> on Tuesday is Benfica. I believe the first leg is at home. Let me just double check. Yeah, Benfica, first leg at home against Inter Milan. Um, Inter's been playing decent lately. Going into this with a bit of form. And I don't know much about Benfica, how they've been doing, but I'm sure they've been fine. Um, Benfica, yeah, they're going into this on smoke too. They haven't lost since February 9th. So, yeah, they're on, they're on a nice little run themselves. Um, Inter Milan are going into this. Well, they just drew this weekend. They, Benfica just lost to Porto mm, on Friday. Maybe Inter's form is not that good. I don't know why I thought they – I think AC Milan is on form. Inter Milan is not. They they drew this weekend. They drew against Juventus. They they lost to Florentina. They lost to Juventus, and they advanced against Porto zero zero. So yeah, they're not coming to the Sun form. I mean, you just look at that form. <laughs> First leg on the road. I think you got to think Benfica is going to advance in this round. Do you do you think otherwise? No, Benfica. I got Benfica winning yeah, this game, and I got them winning two nil. Um, 27 games played. Twenty three. Two and two. I mean, Benfica, they're, they're no slouch. Now, in regards to kind of lineup, I think the key for me is probably going to be, let's see how they lined up with um, with that Porto game. <laughs> uh, Gonzalo yeah, Ramos baller. is a good one up front. João Mario has been balling. They, they, they recruit really well, baller. and then teams pick them off. They do. Great <laughs> Spanish left back. Let me ask you this question. Sorry to cut uh, you off. But I just thought yeah. of this, and I have to say it. Do you think Enzo Fernandez wish he stayed with Benfica? They could be playing in the Champions League final. With <laughs> and they got a weekend Napoli in the next round. Here. Possibly no Osman. Do you think opportunity he's saying, fuck, I should have waited a year. Yeah. Because I could have probably went to Absolutely. another Premier League club the year after. And maybe... <laughs> I could have yeah. done bits in a Champions League final. Yeah, got the same warm. Got the I same had to cut you off because that more. thought just popped in my oh. head. I'm thinking, no, it's why? brilliant. He's got to be. He's got to be di- thinking it because Chelsea's a lost cause, and he'll probably be thinking it even more when they're leaving the Bernabeu, <laughs> getting yeah. slapped, getting slapped when the club I'm just playing against has to play Inter yeah. and we have to play Madrid, like. It's a joke. Nicholas Otamendi started for for Benfica. God, I'm 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 not liking my chances that much now um, with him. But 
I'm I'm gonna go with the team that I think's been more consistent in winning. Yeah, I'm gonna go two nil Benfica over. Yeah, it's gonna be low oh, scoring. Sure. I don't think it's gonna be high scoring. Both of these clubs, just you know, I don't think it's all there with that. I think both of them are cool with just kind Lukaku of Lukaku hat trick three nothing Inter. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I'll Lukaku take things that will never hilarious. happen for five hundred, Alex. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right, dude. I mean, that guy, nah, I don't see it, man. The consistency, and he's not nope, lethal anymore, nope, dude. He's not, not lethal. Even, can't even do it in the Farmer League. So, um, yeah, Benfica will win this. I think they'll win it pretty comfortably. And then they'll probably win it 2 3 0, somewhere around there, I see. Take it back to the San Cerro yeah. for the second leg. Probably win 1 nothing, 1 1 draw, that type of game in the second leg. Advance to the next round. Yeah. And like I said, you know. Maybe there's a recall clause for Enzo. <laughs> the full amount wasn't paid by Todd Bowley. He did his amortization. So maybe there's a little recall clause. Hey, can we have him back for the Champions League final? I'm sure he'd be willing. <laughs> Dude, that would – yeah, I'm sure he would be willing. But is Rui Costa worth – like, I'm sure he's pissed off at Enzo. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he hates Enzo. Enzo, yeah. Enzo didn't do him any favors with the fact that he wasn't – he was being a clown, doing all that twerking, Dying just like Rodrick was. And, you know, these guys, this is just lame shit, bro. Lame shit that, like, you're just wondering, Rui Costa, keep doing your thing, bro. You're you're doing good things up in FICA. I just, I don't, I don't know, man. But I agree. What a thought. What a what if that we can look back on. If Benfica would have just, if he would have stayed at Benfica, how great. They could have been like a Monaco run. That could have been like a Monaco run, like like Bernardo and Young Mbappe and that whole uh, crew did. So shameful ben shit, man. Shameful the final. shit. It's the Pablo Escobar, Escobar staring off into the distance meme for Enzo Fernandez all summer long. <laughs> all summer long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That whole day, that whole Saturday in May, watching that fucking game, and you know him not being able to watch yeah. it because what could have been. I would be so pissed off. It's such an interesting thought. But uh, let's go to Enzo's current team, the team he probably regrets he was at. Chelsea going to the Bernabeu against Real Madrid. Chelsea, we already discussed. Frank Lampard, homecoming. 1-0 loss against Wolves. And then Real Madrid, great game yesterday. On the losing end against Villarreal. Um, But it was a fantastic game. I don't know if you watched it. It was very entertaining. Yeah, very entertaining. I saw game. highlights, but yeah. I don't take much from that game. Um, slapping Barcelona midweek four zero, La Liga. Mm-hmm. You already probably lost that league. It's a it's a meaningless game. You're pretty much just playing to keep fitness. Um, I'm sure they're just focused on 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 the Champions League game, um, but I don't take much from that yeah. result. And I cannot see this going any other way than no goals for Chelsea. If you can't score against Wolves, you ain't scoring at the Bernabeu unless something lucky happens, banger from outside the box that somehow finds its way in, something like that. Freaking own goal from uh, uh, Militao, yeah. some shit like that. Exactly, Courtois off exactly. his line or but something. I can't see anything other than a 3-4-5-0 win from Madrid. I'm going to settle at four. I'll settle right in the middle. Yeah. But I got a 4-0. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Ramadan Benzema is here, people. He is here. Vinicius Dude, is balling right now as well. Gosh. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, Valverde plunging people in the parking lot. 
he's on smoke right now. I and we have to talk that. about that because yeah. I don't advocate violence, but from what I heard from what the guy said, uh, he's lucky he only got punched in the face mm. is what I will say about that one. Because mm. there's a line, you're a father. I'm sure if somebody said something about your son, it'd be more than a punch to the face. And I think I would support you in that yeah. as well. But there's a line and homeboy didn't just go past the line. He drove past it about a hundred miles. At a rapid speed. And that was shameful. If the reports are true as to what he said as a father. Was it over I a miscarriage kid as well? Solidified. That's even lower. I believe Talking so. Talking about somebody's and child is low. A, a, a child that was born, uh, that died before he could be born. Um, that's that's just that's Shame. almost as disgraceful as the the cheap shot the, the referee. Actually, it's probably more disgraceful. Um, that's embarrassing behavior, and he's lucky he only got punched in the face. Honestly, yeah. And if La Liga has any rights, they would probably find the player for statements made. And yeah, whatever you want to do with Robert. I mean, personally, I think the guys just should should just be done and and just let it go don't even give him anything but you know it is what it is it's shameful shit that the guy would even think of saying something like that um i'm very very curious to see uh how madrid take it serious and knowing that they're superior than the opponent but are you going to think it's la liga and you can just kind of walk all over them um and you might be able to, because I think it's going to be five fucking nil. It's going to be a joke. Frank Lampard is, I mean, guy gets slapped. Guy gets slapped. It's going to be a tactical masterclass. I'm telling you, Ancelotti's going to have to dig into maybe page one, page two into his book. He's not going that far. One to two adjustments, and it's done. It's going to open up. It's going to be leaking at the very beginning before the ball's even kicked. And then the moment he does some switches, it's the faucet is cracked mm-hmm. and out come the flooding. It's going to be pouring and good to Chelsea that they, they deserve it because after this revenue, I'm seeing some things on Twitter. If the finances are right based on no Champions League next year, my Lord, is this team going to be taking a huge, huge, the projected huge losses hit. of revenue um, on this? Do you have any Whoa, uh, statements so on that? Let, yeah, we're both kind of in agreement it's going to be a slapping. But, yeah, I'm kind of interested in talking about that because you, you could probably say at this point even seventh place Conference League, which probably wouldn't even bring in that kind of revenue anyway. It really is not going to make a, a, an impact mm-hmm. on the revenue, on the the, the, the profit the profit statements. But um, th- I think even that's out of the picture. <laughs> so I could imagine, I, and this is what yes. I've been saying, 38,000 seat stadium. You don't get a ton and ton of revenue from that. No Champions League. That's been a big part of Chelsea's revenue these last few years. And you just dropped 600 mil on people's heads. And you got a million fucking players on loan that are coming back to the squad. There's no way this isn't a fucking ugly fucking uh, profit and loss statement. From this is fourteen hours ago. This is the the name of the account is SLBSN at SLBSN. Sally Larry Baseball Sally Nancy is this person's name. Okay, and just to throw salt on the wound, 
the right-hand man or right-hand person to Abramovich all those years, his director, Marina Graslavakaya, she got paid out $35 million on the Chelsea sale. Some of the books and some of the revealings to it, he does, he does all this kind of evaluation and looks into it for all these different clubs. 13 hours ago, this is what he tweeted. At best, in their current financial year, Chelsea will be broadly breaking even per pl- pre-player trading to October of 22. Chelsea had disclosed a net loss of $346.5 million in trading since quite a lot of sales required before 30th of June cut off as this excludes all January trading and the Nkuku $60 million. And they signed that so Gusto guy from Leon that, for what, 30-something? And then what was their, I, dude, their January window was another three hundred million. So you're looking at they're in they're in the red it, about eight hundred million almost. It's absurd to me. Yeah, since the since the year end, the group had acquired the registration of eighteen football players and restructured the first team management at an initial cost of three hundred and sixty eight point seven million, and disposed of the registration of sixteen players at a profit of twenty two point two million. Yeah, that's where they're getting it. It's it's going to be bad. He further goes on to say Chelsea have got themselves into a position where they are really vulnerable to take a big hit like unexpectedly low proceeds from player sales and or a failure to qualify for the Champions League. They still have Arsenal, City and United away and Newcastle and Brighton home. Chelsea's problems are mounting. Unless they win the Champions League this season, they are unlikely to make Champions League or Europa. That's a big hole in the 2023-2024 account unless they have a big wage adjustment built in. Preach, breach of FFP must be very likely at this stage if they don't win Champions League. Yeah. I mean, it's plain as day obvious. Plain as day obvious, but I don't know. This is where the fair man in me has to say, if we had a structure and a system where a council or a team upon an acquisition and new ownership, everyone played by the same rules and it was out and open. We knew, great, you acquired X amount of club. Your first year, you can only spend a max of $275 million. We've put you on a cap that you can spend in new players, unless or it's 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 a it's a it, you can only lose two hundred and seventy five or whatever number you want to come up with. Do a system to where it's all agreed upon. But Bowley cutting these shortcuts, Bowley doing all this shit, just makes it look a whole lot more egregious. And they're shit. So now we know that they're going to have to do a fire sale of epic proportions, and we're going to laugh. This is going to be fun for us. In our actuality, while we get to laugh at it, the Premier League should be hating this, should be hating this for Chelsea, should be hating this for their own league, because one of their own historic clubs looks like an embarrassment, all because of how the rules are set up. They try to make you a fool, Premier League, because you... Again, you wanted to be moral compass, moral police, and come in and start trying to make rules. One city by the fucking club and get bought out by my by by my fucking cheek. And here you are, and and, and now it's okay for Bowley, Everton are having issues during after after acquisitions and getting promoted up into the league. There's there's 
larger issues at hand that while we as fans get to laugh about, the Premier League is in shambles for all of this, and it's all front and center. We all get to see it live in front of us, and that's awesome, I think, because it's stupid. It's stupid that we're in a situation where we have a lack of consistency and understanding in how it's supposed to be played out, dude. No one doubts the money. No one has a problem. I am a supporter of buying clubs and injecting funds. What I'm not a supporter of, of injecting funds like this, dude. You don't even know how you're doing it. We have, you're making, you're being labeled with us, with the spending. The only problem is, uh, it's a good thing. It's a pro and a con. It's a gift and a curse because we get to say, well, they're doing it horribly. And everyone gets to look at them and be like, well, yeah, they are doing horribly. Look at it. And it's like, yeah, I know. It's not just the money now. You get it? You get it? How, if it was just about money, they would be good, but they're not. That's the point. Let's look at Newcastle, who got new owners around the same time. Uh, from the Saudi government worth trillions. They could have came in and did what Chelsea did. They could have dropped six hundred million, but they yeah. didn't. They're building a project and they're building slowly. And they're rewarded this year with possibly yep. Champions League football. And they're doing it the yeah. right way. This Great is point. just it it's and you wonder why other clubs are pissed. It's just stupid, irrational spending. You know, and you're you're gonna you're gonna fuck up players' careers too, because you stole Amari Hutchinson, yeah. a young player from Arsenal, and you promised him first team football. That kid will never fucking see first team for Chelsea again, because he came in, you promised him, and then you went out and bought thirteen new players for six hundred million. Now that kid's <laughs> never gonna play. I mean, I'm sure he got a nice contract for it, but you just ruined his career. You're ruining. Uh, players' careers, and where are they going to make all this money back? That's what I don't get. Mount will be sold. He's a forty million pound player for me, maybe fifty if you if you pull him over mm-hmm. a, a stupid uh, pull pull the rug over. You know what I'm trying to say. If you try to swindle another a stupid yeah. club, where are they making this money back? Like honestly, yeah. let's let's look. Who do you think they could sell? What players do you think they could sell to make two hundred million back? I I don't see because I'm looking now. I don't see a quarter of that being made. Nobody's paying for Um, him. He will walk away on a free. Uh, Lukaku's coming back. Nobody's paying for him. He's making 300k a a week. Callum Hudson Odoi's coming back. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, give me a second. 